Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers, and I'm joined by my good friend, Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers, and we are coming back to you with another podcast. This time, we are previewing the final game of the regular season, a win-and-in matchup with the Detroit Lions. Huge game, biggest game of the season every week, Braun. Every week for the past three weeks now, four weeks now, it's been, this is the biggest game of the season, but now we're at the point where this is really the biggest game of the season, of the regular season at least, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this one, Braun. How are you? This is a big one. Look how far we've come. Can you believe we've got here, Griff? We are one away from doing the impossible, running the table for the second time with Aaron Rodgers. And only a few of these guys were a part of that team, and there's not many guys on this team that have done some of the things that we've done in the past in terms of going on long stretches in the playoffs and making runs and getting the big games and go dating back to the Super Bowl that we won. There's only a couple guys, as we know. So um, just it's exciting because this is a new bunch and there's a lot of new, exciting chemistry you're seeing on and off the field with this group. And this game in particular, you look at the Lions and it's not the same old Lions anymore, but there are a lot of things that you look towards as a Packers fan, as a Green Bay Packer player, Everybody on that roster and, and in that building, you have to be confident about your chances and you have to be excited about where this team is headed, hopefully getting into the playoffs as that number seven seed. After we beat the Bears, which is when people really started looking at the playoff scenarios, you were looking at the upcoming schedule and this game against the Lions at Lambeau Field was kind of the game where no one really was worried about this one. You know, we were worried about Miami. We were worried about Minnesota. But then it was like thinking about it in the future. It was like once we get past those two games, then we got the Lions at home. And then we just need everything else to go our way. Well, everything else has gone our way. We've won all the games we've needed to. Now we just have to beat this last team, the Detroit Lions. And I have to say, even though the Lions beat us in week nine, it has not crossed my mind even a little bit the thought of the Packers losing this game. Braun, am I underrating the Lions here? Because you know, I know you said they're the not they're not the same old Lions, which they're not, but they are also not the best team in the league. And if you go back to our preseason expectations of this team, we thought the Lions would finish below five hundred, and here they are sitting at eight and eight. So I think, uh, I don't know, I'm just expecting the Packers to win this game. Are, are you worried at all about the Lions coming into Lambeau Field and actually beating this Packers team, which is maybe the hottest team in football right now? No, I'm not worried. Definitely not. There's a lot of reasons why. A lot of them have to do with just us and how we're playing and the way we've been playing in this group uh, of players. But the Lions, when I look at the, that Detroit Lions team, they're very young. There's a lot of inexperience. And everybody talks about that. They haven't done this before. This is going to be the biggest game of a lot of guys on that team's careers. But the one guy it's not is Jared Goff, that quarterback, because he has played in a Super Bowl. He has been in meaningful games against the Packers. He's been he's been in meaningful games. He has done it uh, at a high level this year. He's played at a poor level before. He's not a great cold-weather quarterback, and it's going to be below freezing in Green Bay. Those are the things I think about. I'm really thinking about the quarterback here who hasn't turned the ball over in eight weeks uh, from an interception standpoint, and he's played well. They lost, what, two weeks ago, Griff, was it, where they lost a game that kind of put them in this position where now if Seattle wins, they are not going to even have a chance to make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, they lost to the Carolina Panthers in week 16, and them losing that game prevented this game from being a winning in game for both teams because now they kind of need some help. Exactly, and we talked about this, Griff. We're sitting in a spot where Seattle now, if they win against the Rams, which is not unlikely, it is certainly a possibility, and in, in fact it might be more than likely, 
then we're looking at a game on Sunday Night Football hours later where the, the Lions are dejected, they are demoralized, and they are going into Lambeau Field, a dome team, playing in the cold against Aaron Rodgers, a team that feels destined to make the playoffs here. Uh, with with the Lions having no chance. So these are some things that you have to consider. And clearly, it's going to impact Green Bay positively. If uh, the, Here's the problem, though. If the Lions, for some reason, you know, the Rams win that game against the Seahawks and the Lions have something to play for, they're going to get a big jolt of energy, uh, you know, going into that game, trying to feel like they can now make the playoffs. That's exciting for them. But if the likelihood happens where Seattle wins that game earlier in the day, the Lions are going to be much less enthusiastic about playing this game, and it's going to be Green Bay's to lose, which it already feels like it is, but even more so, right? So am I really concerned about the Lions? The answer is no. Uh, It's just there's not many things that I look at that I feel we can't handle with the way we've been playing. If for some reason there's a massive collapse on our end, um, then of course things get dicey, but... We can beat this team because we've gone and beat two teams that are markedly better uh, in a lot of areas. I, I think we can handle this team. This is this is the last piece of the puzzle for us, and uh, it's it's just about taking care of business here. I agree. I think that we are absolutely better than this Detroit Lions team. I think we've shown that over this win streak. Um, even going back to that Week Nine game where the the Lions they beat us fifteen to nine. And that was like the lowest I've felt all season as a fan. That's that's the lowest I've felt about this team all season was after that game. But still, they only beat us 15-9. We hold their offense to 15 points. We've seen that offense score a lot of points a lot of different times this season. And we held them to 15 points. And we had the ball last in that game with a game-winning drive opportunity. And that was like the most injured we've been all season. Rodgers is throwing the ball away on fourth down to a Sammy Watkins who runs the wrong route. And he's not even on this team anymore if you remember Braun, you remember Samari Torre at the end of that game he got a huge fourth down play and then he gets up and fumbles and they have to review it for five minutes because they had to decide if the guy recovered it out of bounds or not that game was a mess but the fact that it was as close as it was I think it's telling and then coming off of this game against the Vikings where we beat the brakes off of them that was a huge in my opinion I don't know (laughs) I don't know how how much it really matters but in my opinion that was a huge moment momentum booster for this team. I think that was their biggest statement victory of the season. And I think they're going to carry that energy into this week against another dome team at Lambeau Field under the bright lights of Sunday night football, where it's going to be 28 degrees, you know. Um, I wanted to talk about the scheduling of this game because this is going to be a Sunday night game. The NFL, they left the the Week 18 schedule up in the air and they decided to schedule everything out. Um, What what did it come out on Monday of this week? And they put us on Sunday night. I did not think for a second they were going to put us on Sunday night because the Lions, this is not a winning in game for them. They, They are relying on the results of another game. And typically when you have a game in the final week of the season like this where one team is going to be scoreboard watching all day, they put those games at the same time because they don't they they want to keep the competitive integrity and also they don't it it affects the ratings when it's a meaningless game for one of the teams, right? So, and then you have this Titans-Jaguars game also going on, which that game is a win-and-in game for both teams. That's for the division right there. I thought 100% they were going to put that game on Sunday night. But the NFL, NBC, thought, well, 
what, what's going to draw in more people watching? Is it going to be Titans, Jags, or Aaron Rodgers in this Packers team in a winning in game? <laughs> it doesn't even matter what the, the situation is for the Lions. And uh, the NFL went with the Packers there. So this is going to be, I don't know what's better. I don't know what's better. The Lions in a meaningless game or the Lions with something to play for. I don't think it matters that much, but I think that the Lions with something to play for, I think that would be more dangerous. So we are, the Lions, they're rooting for the Rams to beat the Seahawks, as you said, Bron. So I think it's it's better for us if the Seahawks beat the Rams earlier on Sunday. Certainly, Griff. I mean, these are, I always talk about this is such a human game. When you have 11 guys feeling dejected because they're not going to make the playoffs, it doesn't really matter what the play calls are. It doesn't matter if they throw in extra trick plays because there's nothing to lose. They're going to be playing like that regardless. This is a win and in for us and for them. If it even if it is a win and in, if it's not a win and in, this is the end of their season. You know, in either scenario, if Seattle gets the win, so this is to me, it's just a much better place for us if all of those human beings on that football team feel a little less enthusiastic. They they're not going to play as hard. Nobody really cares. I mean, to spoil Green Bay's chances, that doesn't do anything for the Lions. It's all about it's all about the, their own team in that building. Most every team in the league, apart from some of these NFC North teams that are constantly concerned about what we're doing in our building in Green Bay, most of these other teams, all they care about is what goes on in their building. And I don't think these players are going to take any pride or excitement. Maybe in Detroit because it's the Packers, but I, I highly doubt these these men are going to take much pride in, in beating Green Bay and trying to get them out of the playoffs. It's all going to be about if they, in Detroit, can make the playoffs. And if they can't do that, there's not going to be much excitement uh, for those guys on the field that are playing, and there's going to be less effort. And that's just nature of the game, nature of human beings, and that's that's why it's going to benefit Green Bay if that's the case. So let's preview the matchups here, I mean, on the field. So the Packers' offense... I don't know. It's hard to even talk about this because I haven't even thought about this being like a like I don't think about this team how I did the Vikings or how I did the Dolphins the week before. I see this game as more of a, a litmus test for the Packers because assuming that the Packers are going to win this game, which is an assumption on my part, but assuming that the Packers are going to win this game, this is going to be a litmus test for this team to see how good of a team are you against an average team. And that's what I think the Lions are. I think they're an average team. I think their team is made up of replacement level players down to the quarterback, Jared Goff. I mean, he's kind of the definition of a replacement level quarterback, in my opinion. And so I haven't even thought about the individual matchups, but if we are going to look at the Packers offense here, I think they're going to have a lot of success. I think they're going to have a lot of success on the ground and through the air. The Lions, they don't really have any great cornerbacks. Jeff Okuda is still coming into his own. They don't really have any great pass rushers. Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall pick. He's been good. He showed flashes, but he's not really that pass rusher that you really have to worry about. And then on the ground... We saw this Panthers team in Week 16 play the play the Lions, a game that everyone thought the Lions were going to win. The Lions were the hot team. Everyone's thinking about they're going to make this playoff push. Everyone thought they were going to smoke the Panthers, and the Panthers come out and just run it down their throat for over like two. They ran for over 200 yards in the first quarter or something crazy like that. They ran it all the way down the field all game long, and the Lions could not stop them. And the Lions, this defense is not good. Everyone knows that this roster is not very good, specifically the defense. They just don't have a lot of good players. And that's why I guess I, f I view this game as more of a litmus test for how is this Packers team going to look when it comes to playoff time. And this is a playoff game. The Packers, they've been playing playoff games for weeks now, but this is 
this is literally a playoff game. Like, you win this game and you advance into the NFL playoffs. This would really just be a nice opportunity, I think, for the offense to stay hot, maybe even get a little bit hotter. I would love, and I know you wouldn't, every Packers fan, Griff, would love to see Aaron Rodgers get very hot in this game in particular, heading right into a playoff situation. Uh, I, I feel like if this is if this is any game this year that we're hoping Aaron can kind of take it to another level, uh, maybe that level. You know, the, all, the only thing that this team is missing is a lit on fire Aaron Rodgers because he's playing great. That's a if, great point. Good to great football, right? So if he's playing good to great football right now, if he gets to that MVP level with the way that this defense, the receiving core coming along, the special teams, if he gets to that next next level, which he's not at all the time, but at times like this, that's when he gets the hottest. And this is when he got the hottest in 2010 and when we went on that run. And in 2016, he was hot down that entire stretch. But into the playoffs is when he gets his hottest, right? So if he can do that here, starting in this playoff game against the Detroit Lions, against a bad defense, right? This would be a, an absolutely lethal part of what we want to do moving forward. And it would be a great way to jumpstart that, I think, against this poor defense. Aaron Rodgers taking that opportunity to really show the rest of the league that he can still do this thing at the highest level and that would really make it scary for any team having to host Green Bay that'd be a problem and and I think this would be the best opportunity to do that it's weird that the Packers are so hot right now I can't remember a time where the Packers have been one of the hottest teams in the league like they are right now without Aaron Rodgers being in the MVP conversation or you know without seeing the Aaron Rodgers the last four weeks graphics you know you haven't seen any of those graphics because his stats aren't going to blow you away and his play on the field isn't blowing anyone away either minus a few throws here and there per game but against the Vikings, I thought he had such a such a clean game, but he didn't make any, he, I don't think he, there was one throw, you know, the, the one throw in the first quarter rolling left to Jones down the sidelines that Jones couldn't hang on to. That was a wild throw. That was a big time throw. But outside of that one, he didn't make any plays that, like some Aaron Rodgers MVP plays, and he didn't have to in that game, and I think that was his goal in that game, was he left some yards on the field, but I think he was just being careful with the football. And I think that's that's probably how he's going to play it the rest of this season, however long that is, because uh, he's, as we talked about on the last show, Bron, when he's tried to play hero ball, not even hero ball, because that's a, that's a whole nother conversation, but when he's tried to make the big time throws and put the team on his back and make some wow throws to move the chains, um, a lot of those have ended in picks, and that's why he has 11 interceptions on the season. So I think here on out, he is going to be more of a game manager, more of a system quarterback play within the offense, hand the ball off to his two running backs. And um, I think he's okay with that. And I'm definitely okay with that if it means we're winning football games. But, you know, if if we're tied late in the fourth quarter, if we're down late in the fourth quarter in this game, that's when Rodgers is really going to unleash it. And that I am excited for. Yeah, Griff, definitely. And that, that brings us kind of to what we want to talk about here, I guess, on the defensive side of the ball for us. And uh, Rasul Douglas made a great point when he was speaking to the media today about maybe what this resurgence of the picks and the turnovers has become on the defensive side of the ball. And he talked about the way that the offense is playing these teams. When we get out ahead, like we did against Minnesota, uh, when we do that, it's a lot easier for the defense to get opportunities to pick the ball off because opposing offenses are trying to throw more to not only get back in the game, even if it's just a competitive game, not even a, where Green Bay gets up 
21 to 3, 41 to 3. You know, whatever. Uh, I just laugh at that score because I can't believe we did that. To I Minnesota. can't believe that either. But, dude. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been living in that all week. It's it's so incredible. But uh, when we're in competitive football games, teams are going to throw the ball more, right? It's just the nature of it. But when we're getting ran all over, like we have been all season up up until the streak that we've been on, really. We've started to stop the run a little better, and the offense has come on in a big way where we're being very competitive in games, and also, you know, we're winning at the end of the day, but most of these games are close throughout, if not with a Green Bay lead. These teams are now throwing the ball more, putting the ball in the air more, putting the ball in harm's way more. You can't be as conservative when you're losing, and when you're trying to, you know, continue to keep pace with a team like Green Bay and the way that their offense is playing right now. So all of that is a combination of where when the ball's in the air more, Green Bay's defense takes advantage of that, and they clearly have you know 12 picks in the last three games. Coming away with four picks a game at that rate, I mean, that, they're taking advantage. So that's the way the defense is playing, and Matt LaFleur talks about complimentary football. Every coach preaches it, but when it comes down to it, that's why we're winning football games at this point, and you throw the special teams in that too. That whole conversation, that whole reason is why we're doing so well right now, and it's why we can go and beat a team like San Francisco, who I want to play. I want to play San Francisco in round one. I want to get through this Detroit game and win, but there's no team I'd rather play in round one than than the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's a hot take to many. Not to me, because I agree with that, given their quarterback situation, seventh round pick. Um, That's something we'll save for a, a future podcast, but... Uh, talking about this defense going up against the Lions offense, again, I think it's, well, the, the, the Lions offense is a bit better than their defense. I think everyone would agree with that. But when you're talking about Jared Goff, Braun, I know you're a big Jared Goff guy, <laughs> at least a, a little bit more than I think than Jared's others. good. I do. I, but I, yeah. I'm not, I don't think he's good in the cold, which is, I think that's In the that's cold, true. that's a whole different uh, thing, yeah. He, I mean, he's an, he's a Cali quarterback, obviously went to Cal. Um, Rogers and, and had that same, uh, obviously he went to that school as well, but Jared's just different because he played in LA for all those years and now he plays in a dome. So cold is not, he's not accustomed to cold like Aaron Rodgers has become being a Green Bay quarterback. It's just, it's a different thing. So when Jared gets out there, I'm I'm almost certain and I'm, I'm sure many would agree and, and the odds are that this will be the case, but I'm almost certain that Jared Goff will not continue that stretch of eight games without a pick. Uh, I'm sure that's going to end in this game. With the way our defense is playing, the nature of him in the cold weather, uh, I just don't see how he can get out of this game without throwing an interception. When you're looking at these last eight games, he's gotten pretty lucky, too. When you're looking at PFF's turnover-worthy plays stat, on the season, Jared Goff has thrown 23 turnover-worthy plays compared to just 16 big-time throws. He is the Jimmy Garoppolo-type quarterback. He's the replacement-level quarterback, right? He is, uh, I I think he's a lot like Tua, but differently from Tua, where... Tua, I said that I wanted to see this team just stay play play a little bit more passive on defense because just try to make the the game plan I thought should have been try to make to uh, be patient and eventually he's going to throw you some terrible passes which he did in that game but Jared Goff I think Jared Goff is very comfortable just dinking and dunking his way down the field so in this game I think the 
Joe Barry should deploy the opposite game plan. I think they, they have to be aggressive in this one. And I know they have Amon Rustin Brown, who is PFF's second highest graded receiver. He's very good. We all know that. He did a number to us. He did a number he to sure us in did. Detroit earlier in the he year. Sure did. Even going back to last year, his rookie season, he did a number to us. Um, he's good, but I don't think Joe, he, I don't think he's someone that Joe Barry should be afraid of. And hopefully, as we saw last week, I mean, I rewatched that game and on the on the podcast after the game. Um, against the Vikings, I kind of, I, I, I said that I didn't know how much credit I really wanted to give Joe Barry after rewatching that game, especially with the all 22. I mean, I think he, I think he deserves a lot of credit because as much as, as well as Jair played and Jair played really, really well, he was allowed to be so aggressive because there was always, always someone else who had eyes on Justin Jefferson. He, Jair was never by himself. He A couple times he was, like when he hit the gritty, he was by himself on that play. Coverage was rolling away from Jefferson. But for most of the game, especially on That's the That's why he was targeted. Yeah, That was exactly. the reason he was targeted, because exactly. it was just Jair. Yeah. Right. Um, but especially on the plays that you've been seeing on Twitter where Jair gets up in his face and jams him at the line, which is amazing. Jair, that takes a lot of skill on its own, being that aggressive as a cornerback. But on those plays, he's doing that because Joe Barry has the defense designed in a way where there's cover four behind him or there's cover six or cover two behind him where there's someone else with eyes on Justin Jefferson. You know, Jair has helped to the inside and over the top. And so I think Joe Barry does deserve a lot of credit for that game plan because we saw Justin, Jeff- Justin Jefferson shut down in a way that no other team has been able to do this season. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. So hopefully he takes that coaching momentum. I don't, I don't even know how to talk about this but because uh, it's so, that game plan was so different from anything we've ever seen from Joe Barry. I don't know what is going to change after that game and after we saw how successful the game plan was. I don't know what's going to change. But I'm expecting this defense. I think this defense has turned a corner a little bit. I don't think they're quite at the level what of what we wanted them to be at coming into this season. But I think we're seeing with the turnovers in the past defense, even without Eric Stokes, I think we're seeing them play at a level where... I, I mean, just the turnovers alone. The turnovers have been crazy enough where this is a defense that can win us a Super Bowl. So I think that, uh, I don't think Jared Goff is going to give them many problems. Griff, it's so funny that you mentioned the pressing because this is something I forgot to mention on, on our last show. But coming out of the draft, we talked about this a little bit, how you really love Justin Jefferson. I really like Justin Jefferson as well. But one criticism I had of him, and you can go back and listen to the show that where we previewed the wide receivers of that class. The one thing I said was I thought he was prone to, in press coverage, getting stuffed really like that, like Jair was able to do. And that's why Jair was able to have so much success. His jamming of Justin Jefferson at the line, that's something I saw in the pre-draft process. Justin Jefferson jumps a lot of the times and when there's a guy pressed up right against him. He'll put himself in the air two feet off the ground as part of his move to try to get past the corner. And Jair just did not allow that. He will jam him right at the line of scrimmage. And then Jefferson can't even get off, you know, he can't even get off his route. So that the point of it is, that's something I saw. And whether Joe Barry was the one to see that, or that's something Jair really thought that he could go and do, um, that's something that I had seen in the past, and that was one of the things I thought might be an issue. And it's so funny how it's come about here all these uh, all these years later against Green Bay and Jair taking advantage with Joe Barry, who I thought, like you said, Griff, we weren't sure how much credit he deserved, but 
the ability to recognize what Jefferson was going to be able to do and let Jair do what he was going to do, let him do his thing, and also have that second pair of eyes, whether it was a safety or a linebacker, uh, to have those eyes on Jefferson at all times. That's Look, that's why he only, caught, he, he only uh, had five targets in the game, and he only had one catch, and it wasn't on Jair. And you have to give credit to Joe Barry for that and Jair executing that game plan. It's all part of the equation. Now, I think in this game against the Lions, it's going to be a little bit different because they don't have that guy, right? So now, what does Green Bay do defensively to, do they let these guys, do they do less man coverage? What are they going to do with the Monroe St. Brown? Probably not a traveling situation like they did with Jair and Jefferson, but I do think uh, they're going to be looking to utilize some of those same ideas that, that they used against the Vikings uh, that had so much success, whether it was up front with some of the some of those run stunts they did, which they haven't done much of this season, just similar things that worked. They're probably going to try to continue because that's, you know, it's working. The game plan last week was so, it was, it was so inspiring from Joe Barry and it, it really did change a lot of what I think about him because he kind of did what we have been asking of him to do, which is using your guys as chess pieces, using them to your advantage. Stop trying to plug and play them into your defensive scheme, you know? He used Jair Alexander to do the thing that he's good at, which is press man coverage. So he asked Jair to play pretty much press man coverage the entire game with zone behind him. And look what happened, you know? Look what happened. So I I think he's going to take that recipe uh, into this game and hopefully into the playoffs. But if we're going to talk about the playoffs here a little bit, Bron, because... I don't know. Are we looking ahead here? Maybe, but we there's a lot of different there's a lot of different scenarios that could play out here. You mentioned wanting to play San Francisco, which I do agree with. But you were the official today in Town playoff expert. This is kind of your job. So if you wanted to go through and talk about who we could possibly be playing next weekend, you can do that here, Bron. Well, Griff, I mentioned the 49ers because that is our most likely option. I think based on just if you're gonna go look at these games and how they're gonna occur and these outcomes. To me, the 49ers is the, the likely scenario, uh, because if, if for some reason here, I, I guess we can talk about the specific games, um, but a lot of it has to do with the Philly and Dallas situation. Uh, whichever team ends up as the wild card, the odds are uh, that the other team is going to be the number one seed, and, and if as long as if Philly beats the Giants, which, I mean, you would assume they're going to remain in that spot, but if the Giants win against the Eagles, that's when things get interesting. Because now you're talking about, is Dallas, if Dallas beats Washington, they're going to take that number one spot. And, but if Dallas then also loses to Washington, so this would, this would be the wild card of it all. So Dallas would have to lose to Washington, and the Eagles would have to lose to the Giants. And in then that scenario, the Niners, if they beat the Cardinals, would be the number one seed. So that, that's the unlikely scenario, right? And in any scenario, we'd be playing the number two seed. So Minnesota isn't going to be in that spot, if it looks like to me. That would take some weird stuff. The, the Eagles or the Cowboys being the two seed would take weird stuff going on. It just The most likely scenario would be the 49ers, and that's the one I want anyway because the Niners are going to be confident about us. Uh, Brock Purdy at the quarterback position is a definite vulnerability for them. Um, with the way that our defense is playing, I feel very, very good about that. And then we just saw the Raiders with Jarrett Stidham put up a very sizable portion of points. I don't know what the exact number is. It might have been 28 or above. but 34, uh, I think. 34 points against the 49ers defense. I mean, that is a hiccup. L- let me tell you, that is a hiccup for them. 
And that you have to feel good about that too. And we play different offense than we ever have against this. This would be a whole different game. The way we play offense now is completely different to what we were doing in years past when we lost to this team in the playoffs. And we've beaten this team in, in the regular season. We did it last year. I would love to play this team in round one because once we get that monkey off our backs, everything else would oh be smooth God, sailing. Imagine and I that. Truly, imagine beating the I truly 49ers feel, in round one in the hype around this I know. team after that, dude. Griff, I truly, truly feel that we can be a Super Bowl champion squad. I, I truly no, I have, I, I have I, confidence. I see a lot of ways. I am not just trying to get in the playoffs for, for just for fun, you know. I think this team can win a Super Bowl. As I said, the, we, the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Look at how Pro- far we've come, Griff. The Lombardi Trophy is a prize. It is a tournament. This is a contest. You take the 14 best teams in the league, and it's a contest. Who's going to win? Who's going to come out on top of the tournament? The playoff tournament. It doesn't matter who the best team in the regular season was. It doesn't matter who has the best record. It matters who wins all four of their games and ends up on top. And I think this is a team that could do that. Look, we we understand that the Vikings have their, their flaws and their issues, but that was a 12-win team that we just sat down and smacked them in the face. <laughs> and we flipped them over. We flipped them over and took their lunch money. 41 to 3 with our starters in. I mean, that is not a joke. That is a legitimate thing that we just did. We are the hottest team in football, and it's the truth. And we are certainly one of the 14 best teams. That's why I really hope we take care of this business against the Lions because we are certainly one of the 14 best teams in football, if not one of the best. And in the NFC, you stack up you stack us up against what? The Eagles without Jalen Hurts look pretty bad. Even though they're a good football team and once he comes back they're gonna be very, very good, which is why they're probably gonna be the number one seed. We hung but tough with the not Eagles. Playing their best ball down the stretch. They're certainly not, Griff. What were you saying? We hung tough with the Eagles. And we did we did hang tough with the Eagles, and that was when we were playing bad football. So I mean this is it's certainly uh, not many teams that I'm afraid of. The Eagles, I would say, are a good team, of course, and they're going to be they're going to be in the mix for that. You know, when you get down to the NFC Championship and trying to get into the Super Bowl, if we get in, whoever we play. First of all, we beat Dallas earlier in the year. They're tough because they have a lot of talent, but I feel good about going into that stadium and winning. And then the Vikings, we saw what we just did to them. I'm not really concerned about them. I think we could do it again. Uh, and we don't need to beat them by 38 this time. We only need to beat them by one. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a, these are the playoff games. It's the nature of it. And I don't even need to go through some of these other teams. Tampa Bay, I'm not worried about. And, and, and I don't even know who else. The Giants, I'm not worried about. So, I mean, those are the competition that we have to go up against in the playoffs. I feel like we can do it. Uh, it's just all about getting in, and it starts this week against the Lions. And the truth is, you know, unless a lot of issues occur where there's bad calls left and right and Aaron Rodgers gets injured, things that we can't control happen, unless things like that happen, if we don't beat this Lions team, we probably don't truly deserve to get in. So I feel that once we do that, we're going to be in great shape to really put something together truly, truly special. We say this every year, but I truly feel that this team has a different, it's a different thing. And again, we say that every year, but we didn't have Keyshawn Nixon. We didn't have these guys that you just feel like can be the centerpieces of a special run. And those guys aren't the best players. Those guys are the ones that are the, the glue guys and, and the ones that make it all work. Because without those guys, we can't do the rest of it. If we didn't have a blocked punt last year against the 49ers, we would have been moving on and probably beating the rest of that NFC field. So it's it's just it's all of it. And these guys can do it. I know it. And we just have to go and get this one game 
then it's a brand new season with the hottest team in football you're looking at, the Green Bay Packers. It all starts with this game against the Detroit Lions, and it would it would be such a shame if all of this were to go our way, all these 18 million games that we've had our eyes on for the past five weeks, all the past four games that the Packers have won, four games in a row, it would be such a shame if all of that was for nothing because this team can't be the de- beat the Detroit Lions at home on Sunday night football in such a great environment with the fans going crazy. The energy at that, uh, the energy at Lambeau Field on Sunday against the Vikings, that was insane. That was the best energy I've seen from that stadium in a long time and I have no doubt it's going to be the same thing again this Sunday night and I can't wait hopefully they're going to be able to take care of business I really have no doubt that they're going to take care of business I don't know why maybe I'm a fool but I just I think at some point you have to believe in destiny with a football team and I believe that with this team in in terms of making the playoffs at the very least I the Super Bowl I don't know if they're destined to win a Super Bowl I think they have a great shot but I think they are destined to make the playoffs. And that's why I think they're going to have no problem beating the Lions on Sunday night. I think Matt LaFleur is going to have this team ready to play. I think Rodgers is going to be ready to play. I just have no doubt that they're going to win this game. Griff, you're certainly a fool, but definitely not for this. And and I think that's why we're going to be okay here. You have to expect us to win, and, and you should. And we all do. Because this is, like you said, it just feels right. And we're doing it the right way now after all these weeks. It's certainly, uh, it's it's what you expect, and, and we have every reason to believe they're going to win, and I, I believe they will. Uh, and with that, Griff, why don't we uh, get your little closing remarks? Oh, yes. Thank you uh, very much for listening, if you're listening this far. If you like the shorter-form podcast, please let us know, because that is the kind of valuable feedback that I always ask for at the end of these shows. Send us feedback on Instagram, at Today in Town. If you want to send us a take or a question to get on the show, you can call us at 920-430-0711. Call us with a take, a hot, a hot take, a question, anything you want to talk about. Uh, there's a chance you'll get on the show. If you call that number, leave a voicemail. You can email us also at todayintitletown at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at alldaypackers. Follow Braun on Instagram at lambo.leapers. And the Packers are playing for a playoff spot this Sunday night at 8.20 p.m. against the Detroit Lions. And good Lord, I can't wait. Go Pack Go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Forever and always, we will see you after the Packers are in the playoffs. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.